a warm welcome to Questions Worth Asking, a podcast where we capture and translate wisdom from multiple disciplines in order to fuel the next generation of changemakers. Hello, welcome back to Questions Worth Asking. We're still with uh, Dr. Mian Chung-Judge. This is season one and we are um, on episode six, which is continuing the conversation of episode five around use of self. So our first question to continue this episode for you is, what led up to this research? What got you started in the research around use of self? Use of self is really a, a practice concept. So for years and years, psychotherapists, particularly Gestalt psychotherapists, and talk about that. Then OD people talk about that because Kirk Lewin is both the father of the Berlin School, which is the Gestalt, and um, and also uh, the father of OD. So all of us are quite quite um, confused about where's the source, where's the origin of the use of self. So they're writing about history. There are lots of writing about my practice experience because practitioner um, lend itself to to discover what use of self mean for them. Now, what does that matter? It does matter if you want to advance a concept that is so core to OD. Um, you need robust some robust data. Because by nature, practitioner definition of any concept is highly differentiated. And nobody can say your definition of use of self is wrong because it's practitioner-based. So if you have a thousand practitioners all write about their use of self experience, they're all valid from the practice standpoint, but the concept is not robust meaning it has not actually get, got through research to say, but is that actually any significant meaning of that? Um, so particular, when we did the literature research, we are so overwhelmed. There are over 60 um, definitions across social work, psychotherapy, um, psychologists, sociologists, anthropologists, Gestalt OD people, and and they all actually um, have a different practice on this. And then if you break them down, there's over close to 150 dimensions. So um, maybe at this stage, you then say, does it matter again? Yes, it does, because go back to OD is a core, um, use of self is a core concept in OD. So when we come to education and development of, of practitioner to be really masterful in this, we need some guidance in terms of looking at the curriculum. Right now, I would say that most of the program in the United States, both in academic and in private, and NTL and private profession, you know, and the professional association, we all have a different approach to 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 use of self, and we are dreaming that if there were some robust research data, it would shape the people in knowing how to design a curriculum that um, that actually grow a group of people. Let me ask the third question: Why does it matter? It does matter because OD has been heavily criticized by lots of other people and say this is a dying field. And it is absolutely not a dying field. 
Um, I was in Shanghai in September. In Shanghai, every week, recruiter put out two hundred jobs with an OD title. You know, and yet wow. there's no training. Hmm. Um, um, United States has, you know, right now, less than thirty program in teaching this, and that's a huge drop of numbers. We don't, they don't have any reference point. NTL been running an OD certificate program. We have not reviewed our curriculum for a long time. Anyway, for those um, listener who don't don't know these uh, professional organization, forget them. But they are the major one that will train. <laughs> They're <OD>. important. <laughs> They're, yeah. So that is why that we said, okay, there's no research. I can truly claim there has been absolutely no research in this area before. And then, so we decided to do that, and we decided to do it by taking it to the global level, because again, the concept is so prominent. Even a Canadian colleague said to said to me, "Only the U.S. people are so obsessed about self. We Canadian are not." Well, it has nothing to do with U.S. You know, being obsessed with self. It is the concept that is distinguish us from technical consulting. And so, it's the research data is very important. However, we recognize we are only the pioneer of that. We want to open up using this data. Particularly, people are critical about the data. The better, because then they go on and do other research, and hopefully put the whole concept on a much more robust pathway to define what it is. So that's、uh, that's why we're doing it. Is it too academic? Not at all. Okay. Mian, you've obviously taken the survey's gone out, and we're going to put a link to it、um, in the、um, in the link in the Podbean link because I know John and I both filled it in, and I know a lot of people who have and found it a really good way to reflect on your own practice.、Um, so, if anybody's listening that's interested in use of self, you can still take part. It's not going to be counted in the survey now, but you're leaving the link out there. Um, so it's a really good self-reflecting、um, practice tool. But you've clearly gathered a lot of data already.、Um, what's、um, it's, I know it's being analysed now, and that's not complete. But what's、um, what's kind of coming through in the data now? Well, th- we just did the first round of factor analysis.、Um, lot more to go, but it's very interesting that、um, some of the major significant. Uh, data show up is、um, able to do the job well is a very important. So the so when I first look at the data, that was funny. You know, use of self is such an intrapersonal, you know, internal to the person. But in fact, the data show us that if the client can't see us exercising our trade knowledge. And have the cognitive ability to frame and reframe and stay at the strategic level. If we actually don't have enough, you know,、uh, understanding of how system work, that actually,、um, no matter how we use ourselves, that would not be important. In fact, that has the most significant score. That whole area, Prof.、Uh, Jamison and I disagree about the label. He use he he use a label using self. Um, in supporting dynamic client system, and I just want to call them the execution dimension of use of self. 
Um, the second uh, cluster that are very interesting, which we think we know and is amazing that it's been proven, which is uh, the second very big uh, cluster is the ability and the willingness and the motivation of the practitioner to do continuous development of themselves and so that they can increase their awareness both on themselves and others. And the third factor is attention to relationship, being being relational-centric in both orientation and, and behavior. Let me stop for a minute. Can you imagine someone have a lot of trade knowledge, the cognitive side really works, but complete lousy on relational arena because we deliver helping behavior, helping surface through relationship. So if one without the other is actually quite disastrous, and that's can, that can really distinguish who are the good, who are the effective consultant, OD consultant, who's not. The fourth thing is, caught me by surprise, but it's very, I'm very happy to see the fourth factor, is the factor emphasized the importance of self-management in the here and now moment. You know, how do we maintain boundary, managing our emotion, staying grounded and confident, keeping our own energies focused going even when the client system are difficult. Um, so that those four are really important. And the fifth factor begin to give us indicator uh, is, a, is of a different nature. The fifth factor is the experience um, when, when we are in our optimal use of self. And here, begin to give us kind of the indicator that when all of us are using ourselves in the most optimal way, you know, people begin to feel energy flow, people were experiencing magic and see themselves rise above themselves and deliver something kind of beyond themselves. And the client felt incredibly supported. Uh, the list is quite long. Um, so... Based on the fifth factor, we can begin to give um, consultant or, or OD practitioner a guide as to to track their own, own here now perform not performance here now use of self. Do they experience those things? Do other people experience something? So so far, that's what we have, and it's it's a taster of what yet to come. I mean, I'm I'm really interested um, in how use of self develops. And you asked in the survey about um, education, experience level. Um, and I just, you know, if, if I think about who's in the room now, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm less than five years in, in OD um, and a, a brown woman. Um, John, I don't know how many years you've done. You know, it's funny. I'm not even sure how many years of OD. <laughs> sure. We talk about having done OD before even calling it OD. Mm. So quite some time and you know white american man and are you finding there are any kind of factors that influence development of use of self you know gender ethnicity anything like that that seems to come into play i i need to lift this question up okay to a different level so it's not about gender or race but the context in which we grew up so if, if any individual, male or female, grow up in home where they will do something I do, which is we have circle time at the end of the day and we talk about our feeling before dinner. If you have children grow up in home like mine, they will be a lot more 
um, articulate about, they, their emotional literacy will be high because in the discussion they will talk about this is how I feel and this is what they did to me. And I learned a circle time from the teacher in my in my youngest daughter nursery school at three o'clock. 3.30 is the end of the day. 3 o'clock, they all sit on the floor and they have circle time. And they talk about who did what to them. <laughs> and this is five years old, you know. Mm-hmm. And de- develop that that uh, uh, emotional literacy, feeling literacy. And so the reason I use that as an example is I grew up in a home that where my grandfather was sold as a half-slave to Suriname. So I have a whole strain of South African, South American um, uh, uh, heritage, and therefore I grew up from Chinese in a Chinese family that is so not Chinese, you know, very emotional Latino and whatever, and that enabled people to actually not just observe, but talk about it. And so national culture, uh, family upbringing parents' emotional literacy, and what further work we have done, and then, of course, the gender identity, you know, um, because particularly in the West, um, all workplace think that having self-awareness is really not the best things to have. Just get on with it, boy, you know. So depending whether you work in a particular organization, have corporate culture like that, you grew up in a national culture like that, you grew up in home like that, all those things make a difference um, in terms of how we actually experience and execute use of self. It does help. And one of the things we're trying to do on the podcast more and more is um, get feedback from the users and get questions in, not just from Pre and I, but from others. So we have one from Tracy in the UK who asks... Given the fact that race equality has progressed at a glacial pace across the UK public sector for decades, in what ways can use of self show up in leadership practice in order to secure progress for social justice and issues of inclusion? What are your thoughts on that? Big question, right? Well, it's a very big question. Um, I want to say that use of self is very, very important I, uh, for leaders. Uh, right now, I look at all the leadership development thing. There is a component about self-awareness, but there's not a lot of component on groups and others. Um, and then the the context stuff is mainly about the macroeconomic, you know, futuristic type of context. So we need to kind of bring that whole thing back to leadership because just like OD uh, practitioner or HR practitioner, at any moment we can't predict what's going on, but using themselves intentionally, choicefully to create an impact they want is very important. So go back to this question. Um, whether it's race equality or gender equality or any sort of equality, leaders need to understand that they have the type of power that, um, you know, the world is really weird. We are very dependent on, on leaders. We watch them like a hawk. And yet most leaders actually only feel the little boy and little girl within them and without understanding and therefore not leveraging that power. So give you an example. Um, I don't know how long ago, could be 25 years ago, 
in Camden Council, I was um, I was a voting member. I was a politician in in Camden Council, and I really want to change the, the part time and uh, not part time the gender stuff about term time off because a lot of the male never take half term off and insist all the female colleagues to come in and frown on the fact that they they actually uh, take time off during half term. And so I went and talked to three male leaders and I said, do you have any desire to take some time off? Um, to be with your children. They say, yes, but it's frowned. I say, let's do an experiment. Use applied behavioral science about others, creating a group using your leadership. They say, like what? I say, okay, for the next two months, at that time we have Philofax, okay? So... Um, <laughs> Philofax. Yeah, we have Philofax. Those of you who are too young may not know what Philofax is. <laughs> you might is. need to explain that one. Philofax is, well, just go to WX Smith if they still sell Philofax. Yes, <laughs> and I just this year returned to Philofax. I'm tired of my electronic diary. So, so I said in the next two months, every time when people say to make a meeting, if it is the week of the half term, and I want all three of you to say, ooh, that's half-term week. I don't know what my family wants, but I don't want any meeting in that half-term. And we track it for about two months because we asked them. And the next run, that means the next half-term come, we begin to see people say, uh, repeating the same thing. Oh, we can't have meeting in that week because lots of people are not going to be here because it's half term. Parents are taking off, right? So that is the male leader at that time in creating Camden Council to be one of the most family oriented council because they take half term seriously. So if leaders actually understand the power they have and if they know what desire impact they want to create within their organization, they then can use the conspiracy theory, which means the top leaders have something against the organization uh, in a nice way. They don't wave the banner. They don't do anything. They just found as many public situations to demonstrate, you know, um, that racial equality. For example, they can go to a meeting and say, oh, I'm just paying attention. How come there's no uh, black officer in this room today? Just a question. And then when a whole bunch of people go to another meeting, another person said, I am very interested in our monitoring statistic about the black user. Anybody have that? And then they go to the third meeting, a bunch of people said, We've been running this kind of Section 11, which is may not exist anymore, but a specialist kind of targeted program for blacks. Uh, are we still using it? So all we need to do is to help the leaders to do that. And then, but you track it so that the leaders know the power they have. You know, I always use one example. The story is one of the engineering firm. CEO said to me, my engineer never read the most important trade journal. I said, how do you know? He said, they don't. And um, I go to uh, procurement. Out of 360 uh, engineers, there's only prescription for 12. You know, there are only 12 prescription, uh, subscription. 
And um, so I say, okay, for the next two weeks, every meeting you hold, you go, you hold the, you hold a magazine face word like this. <laughs> and then when you sit down, whatever the meeting, you say, oh, page 25. That's exactly what we're talking about. Gosh. And then after two weeks, at that time, I'm shaking because I'm bluffing. Even though I know it would work, but I don't know what's the extent. And we went two weeks later, the subscription gone from 12 to 148. That's how the leaders can use themselves. But you can't get the leaders to do this if you are accusatory, if you are angry all the time, if you pathologize all their behavior and call them sexes or races. People just don't do that. So maybe the way to do it is to see yourself as, a, you know, those toolbox that you have nine drawers, 12 drawers, my daughter always used them to put earrings, you know, <laughs> but you have hooks and you have. And for us who are really committed to racial equality, we have to have different drawers to bring out. Yes, we can make policy, but policy need people to own it, to implement it. Go back to use yourself, other environment, making the type of contact that disrupt them, but don't shame them. Surrounded with the relational arena, you know, honor relationship, and don't pathologize their relationship. Use your presence to create safety to enable them to use their power, to use themselves, to make things happen. And make it a game. I mm. know I know. if you're very angry about what's happening, or what's happening, you'll hate me for saying that. But you will hate me more. If I say be angry, run a campaign against them, you know, um, you know, name and shame this leader. Once you've done that, you erode the safety, and your use of self is not the best. Mm. If if that's the outcome you want, that's an that is an amazing answer. Thank you, Mian. Um, We've got one more question. This is from um, this is from Dawn in Singapore. Um, it's a bit of a long one. So um, she says, Mian has amazing presence. She is no longer involved in Singapore, but her several years working here has had a lasting impact. Even today, people still quote her and cite her work previously, uh, fondly, sorry, frequently. They cite and quote her work fondly and um, frequently. It speaks of amazing use of self. Dawn would love to know, how do how do you account for your phenomenal use of self? Um, and how do you use it just to make such a profound and positive impact that lasts for so long? The two of you would think I am avoiding to ask this question by saying, there's one person who really understands me in this whole area is my husband. And when I didn't want to go and collect an award or something like that, then he said, yeah, you hate people making a fuss of you because your basic identity is I'm an ordinary girl doing an ordinary job that I love. And that has a huge calling behind this job. And, and, and that's all I do. And I just really appreciate him understanding that because presence is not something you can manufacture. Presence is when you and I go through a journey of knowing who we are 
and have a total commitment, well, total is an extreme word, but have a strong commitment to to create an impact for people, for society, for organization, to have a better quality of life, and which the democratic value manifested, and you understand in empathy so about the difficulties people has in that context to do the best work. And you stick your neck out and you create conditions that are safe for them by guarantee, you know, talk to the senior people, say, I guarantee something, please let them experiment that. And constantly um, look for talents or to help people to realize they have potential they hardly use, either because they don't believe they have it or they are lazy or they play politics. Um, in Singapore, one of the f- most funny things exchanged between the officer would they would say, "Have you been done by Mayan? Have you been Mayan?" <laughs> and <laughs> that resonates. Yes, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> I think I've been Mayan in the past more have than you? once. Yeah, <laughs> you I, know when you've been Mayan. <laughs> and I said to myself, you know that um, that am I doing? When I first heard that. I was really petrified and say, do, do people think I do them in? No, but this group of people say is, um, you see a vision of us long before we see a vision of ourselves. And you are just not satisfied sitting there, seeing us wasting those potential. But you never give us an individual. You always say the individual talent has to be used has to have this sort of quality to impact in the Singapore nation. So you always kind of abstract up for us about why I and the individual need to do that. And, and then you also, you also actually put us in contact with a group that can make us grow. So what, what, why? What did I do? I don't know. I am an ordinary girl, and I really believe that happen to do an ordinary job, but just love it. I have a vision for it. I care about the people I work with. And I always stay at the systemic level. And if you do that, I think people will then experience kind of the type of magic they themselves long for. And, and, and through your interaction with them, they experience that magic within themselves. So when you go around and light that many fire within people and system and connect them and remind them about their big vision, things move, things stay, you know. Thank you. I know um, it's it's with deep gratitude that I say you and others that you've taught have lit that fire within me, so... I'm I'm working from a passion as well, and I think with that we probably bring this episode to a close. Priya, how do we close this one? I'm 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 aware that in our eagerness to talk to you, we didn't check in uh, at all. But it feels it feels like it's I know we we um it feels important to check out and maybe just um say what's going on for us right now. Absolutely. So I'll 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 go for me. I think for me. You, you do what you always do, Mian, which is you connect me to why I do this work. Um, so right now I'm feeling really buzzy and like a reminder of why I committed to this, why I, you know, 
gave up my corporate career to really focus on this. Um, and it's just connecting me back with that. So thank you so much. It's just meant so much to to both of us. That's mm. what's going on for me. Yeah, and I think as I said, it's uh, it's it's the gratitude. It's um, it's a surreal feeling to be sitting here, all physically in the room together, <laughs> hitting record, 